Good day, everybody. We're picking up again on our uh, Randy Angle, her book, The Rite of Sodomy, Homosexuality, and the Roman Catholic Church, Volume 4, The Homosexual Network in the American Hierarchy and Religious Orders by Randy Angle. We're at page 903, and this is our audio book to foster the discussions and the interest that uh, people are people are approaching us. So I've got different technology here we're taking a look at. The extraordinary Dylan case. Jean Miller and her son never got their day in court. Although Jean has been instrumental in helping other victims of clerical abuse and their families get justice from the Catholic dioceses around the country, David Dillon and his wife Mary Ellen Nash, on the other hand, did at least manage to have their day in court. Their case reveals a great deal about the power that Cardinal Bernadine exercised in Amchurch as well as in the secular sphere, including the Chicago judiciary and the Chicago press. On Friday, July the 21st, 1989, Chicago attorney David Dillon filed a $7 million civil lawsuit in Cook County Circuit Court against Reverend Robert Lutz, pastor of St. Norbert's Church in Northbrook, and ex-nun Alice Halpin, principal of the church school along with Cardinal Bernadine, corporation soul of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Lutz and Halpin were charged with the sexual, physical, and psychological abuse of Dylan Jung's son between 1986 and 1988. The assault on the boy was of such a violent nature that he suffered a torn urethra. As Archbishop of Chicago, Cardinal Bernadine was charged with negligence across the board. The lawsuit indicated that he was responsible for Father Lutz's transfer to St. Norbert's and the pastor's continued presence to the close proximity of young children. An earlier lawsuit stemming from a sexual harassment charge against Lutz at his former parish had been systematically ignored by archdiocesan officials. Prior to filing suit, Mr. Dillon and Father John F. O'Connor, O.P. of River Forest, Illinois, arranged for a private meeting on June 22, 1989, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, with the Canadian-born prelate Edward Cardinal Gagnon, <coughs> pro-president of the Pontifical Council for the Family. Dillon wanted Cardinal Gagnon to arrange for a meeting with the Holy Father. Gagnon informed him that the Holy See was already aware of the problem and would do nothing. Gagnon advised Dillon that his best recourse was to file a civil lawsuit against Lutz and Halpin. Lutz and Halpin vigorously denied the charges against him. In the fall of 1989, they filed a $20 million counter lawsuit charging Dillon and his wife, Mary Ellen Nash, also an attorney with defamation, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. According to Halpin, the, the allegations against her and Father Lutz had been investigated by Archdiocese of Chicago and the Illinois Department of Child and Family Services and found to be without merit. During the preparations for the court trial, Lutz continued to serve at St. Norbert's with the parish, partially picking up his and Halpin's legal tab. Cardinal Bernadine took the same hard-nosed attitude toward the Dillons as he had the Millers. He maintained that the archdiocese did not keep personal records on their priest and resisted all efforts to turn over important 
records on Lutz to the plaintiff's attorney. The case went to trial and the charges against the defendant Lutz and Halpin were dismissed. But Lutz's victory was short-lived. A short time after the trial, Lutz resigned from his post for health reasons. The Boys Club Murder On May 30, 1984, Frank Pellegrini, the organist and choir director for All Saints St. Anthony of Padua Roman Catholic Church on Chicago's south side, was found brutally murdered in his apartment. His hands been, had been tied with barbed wire and he had been stabbed more than 20 times. There was no sign of forced entry. Police officials investigating the case believed that the murder was committed either by a woman or a homosexual. According to his girlfriend, Pellegrini had had homosexual relationship with a Chicago priest who was part of a secret clerical boys club that not only included homosexual assassinations but also ritualistic occult worship and the sexual abuse of young boys garnered from low-income ethnic families in the city. Pellegrini's girlfriend had told the police that Frank had told her that he wanted out of the club. She said that he was contemplating a meeting with the chancery officials to discuss the matter shortly before his death. But she was unaware that he had actually done so. Two young private Chicago investigators, Bill Callahan and Hank Adema, were hired to look into the Pellegrini murder. They were able to confirm the existence of a clerical homosexual pederast ring operating out of the Archdiocese of Chicago. It appears that the alleged homosexual ring they had uncovered was the same one mentioned by Father Andrew Greeley in the paperback version of Furthermore, Memoirs of a Parish Priest Written in 1999. One of the puzzling mysteries surrounding the murder involved Cardinal Bernadine. According to the police who were present at the crime scene, Shortly after Pellegrini's body was discovered, Cardinal Bernadine arrived at the murdered man's home to quiz the officers about the killing. The Cardinal told police that he, had, he did not know the murdered man. This raises the obvious question of how he learned of the killing so quickly and of what special interest was Pellegrini to him, since he did not know the victim. The Pellegrini case was reopened in early 1990s, but to date the crime remains unsolved and Father Greeley remains silent. Bernadine in the Winona Seminary Scandal Although the homosexual scandal at the Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona, Minnesota has already been covered in the previous chapter in connection with Bishop Brom of San Diego, it may be helpful to recall the case again briefly as Archbishop Bernadine was implicated in both the scandal and the subsequent payoff and because it ties into the well-publicized Cook Affair. As reported earlier, the details of the Winona scandal did not come to public attention until 2002. However, it had its genesis in the 1980s when a small group of homosexual prelates decided to scout out fresh meat from the candidates for the priesthood at Immaculate Heart Seminary in the Diocese of Winona. According to reports based on an investigation by Roman Catholic faithful, the bishops involved in the sordid affair were alleged to be Joseph Bernadine, John Roach, Robert Brom, and a fourth bishop whose identity is not known. At least two of the seminarians who were assaulted at Immaculate Heart Seminary took legal action, and it was through them that the existence of the predatory homosexual ring of bishops in Winona came to light. One of the seminarians indicated that some of the homosexual activities at the seminary was connected to occult and sat satanic rituals. He and other seminarians also mentioned that on occasion, Archbishop Bernadine 
arrived at the seminary with a young traveling companion, Stephen Cook. Years later, Cook gained worldwide notoriety as the man who accused Cardinal Bernadine of sex abuse in the late 1970s when Bernadine was Archbishop of Cincinnati. Stephen A. Cook, a troubled young adult. We're at page 905. Stephen A. Cook grew up in a residential in a residential suburb of Cincinnati with his parents and older sister in what by all reports was a good Catholic home. His father, David Donald Cook, owned a small print business, and his mother, Mary, was a homemaker. Stephen attended St. Jude Elementary School and then Elder High School, which was considered at the time to be an elite Catholic educational institution. Schoolmates from his grammar and high school days recalled that his mannerisms as early as elementary school were somewhat effeminate and that he was not sports-minded. In high school, he gained a reputation for being a mama's boy and was sometimes made the butt of hurtful fag jokes. Overall, however, he appeared outwardly to be amiable young man, be an amiable young man and a good student. His extracurricular activities included participation in the school's musical theater presentations. In 1975, his junior year at Elder Cook, uh, Elder Cook said he experienced a calling to the priesthood and started to attend a series of weekend meetings at nearby St. Gregory Preparatory Seminary to investigate the possibility of entering the novitiate after graduation. Father Ellis Harsham was one of the priests in charge of the orientation program. Ordained in May 1968, Harsham's first assignment was assistant pastor at St. Helen's Church in Dayton, Ohio. He also taught biology and religion at Carroll High School. Quite early in his clerical career, he was ev- it was evident that Harsham had a problem with teenage boys. In 1975, Carroll graduated re- graduate report report. In 1975, Carroll graduate reported that. Harsham used to tell dirty jokes in the confessional. The youth said he tried to tell his parents about the priest's misbehavior, but they did not want to hear or talk about it. Three Carroll students later accused Harsham of lewd acts. Two reported that the priest showed them pornographic movies, and one claimed that Harsham grabbed his crotch. In June 1973, Father Harsham was transferred to a teaching post at St. Gregory Seminary in Cincinnati. Archbishop Bernadine had been installed in office just eight months later. The rectory of St. Gregory at this time was none other than Father Daniel Polarczyk. The headmaster was Reverend Francis Volmecki. Shortly after Cook began to attend the pre-seminary sessions at St. Gregory, Harsham uh, struck up a personal relationship, friendship with a young man. The relationship continued until the priest was transferred out of the seminary at the end of 19, uh, the 1976-77 school term. According to Father Harsham, that was the last time he saw Cook. Intent upon pursuing a vocation to the priesthood, Cook enrolled as a seminarian at St. Gregory after his graduation from Elder in 1977. Some of his classmates from St. Gregory remember Cook as a rather immaculate individual who was, as a rather immature individual, who was, was high on himself. They reported that he preened a lot and, in, and uh, tended toward catty, bitchy behavior behind a person's back. 
The year 1980 proved to be a decisive one in the life of Stephen Clark. After two years at St. Gregory, Stephen Cook, after two years at St. Gregory, Cook decided he wanted out. That same year, Bernadine ordered St. Gregory closed and Cook was urged to transfer to another seminary in Columbus, Ohio. He refused. Later, Cook said by that time he had soured on the church. Tragically, that summer, Cook's father was killed in a car crash and his mother seriously injured. With two years of seminary training under his belt, Cook decided to enroll at Xavier College in Cincinnati in the fall of 1980. He graduated with a degree in psychology in 1982. After traveling around Florida and Washington, D.C., Cook settled down in Philadelphia, where he did some, retailing and land, did some retailing and landed a job as a social worker and drug counselor. By this time, Cook was fully entrenched in the thriving homosexual subculture of Philadelphia that gives a new meaning to the city of brotherly love. In 1984, Cook was arrested for possession of drugs. He pleaded no contest and was given three years probation. In April 1985, as part of his rehabilitation program, Cook was asked to fill out a mental health questionnaire. He recalled that he was devastated by the sudden death of his father, and in his anger he turned to alcohol and drugs. He also wrote that when he was 16, two priests got him drunk and attempted to perform oral sex on him. He did not identify the priest by name. When he completed the terms of his probation, his court record was sealed. In between jobs, Cook and his partner Kevin Neely volunteered for a community outreach program sponsored by the Philadelphia AIDS Task Force. In 1990, tragedy struck again. Cook was advised that he, was, that he tested positive for HIV infection. In February 1993, he was forced to quit his job and go on disability. Sometime during the previous year, during a psychological therapy session, Cook claimed he suddenly recalled he had been sexually abused by Father Harsham during his junior and senior year of high school. In October 1993, he claimed he also recalled being sodomized by Archbishop Bernadine. We'll end there at 9.07. We'll pick up the next time it, as Archdiocese, Archdiocese of Cincinnati alerted to lawsuit. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. St. Joseph, guide us and protect us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.